This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Tuesday, the 9th of November. In your sport today, Australia is heading back to Pakistan. An Aussie breaks records in the New York Marathon. Max Verstappen zooms ahead in the F1 and sitting in the nosebleed section. This is your sport today. We're starting today's episode with cricket because last night news came through that Australia will tour Pakistan again for the first time in 24 years. The tour is set for March next year and includes all three formats in just over a month. Yeah, and Aussie cricket fans might actually remember a little bit about that last tour because that's when Mark Taylor scored 334 not out, which equaled Sir Donald Bradman's high score in Test cricket. But to this tour, and it starts with three tests from March 3 in Karachi and then finishes in Lahore with three one-dayers and then a one-off T20 that'll be played on April 5. Now, the reason why it's been so long between visits for Australia is because of security concerns. An Aussie tour in 2002 was moved because of safety fears and then in 2009 all international cricket stopped in Pakistan after a terrorist attack on the touring Sri Lanka team in Lahore. Now from then on Pakistan has played their home games at neutral grounds in the UAE but in 2019 test cricket returned to Pakistan and the first test team back there was Sri Lanka. Yeah, Pakistan have since hosted Bangladesh and South Africa at home and they haven't lost a test. So the dates have been locked in, but for the Aussies to tour, a few boxes still need to be ticked. Yeah, they do. So Cricket Australia CEO Nick Hockley says CA will head to Pakistan to make sure all the security protocols are in place because he says that player safety is the number one priority. Australia hasn't played a test match overseas since the pandemic began and they've postponed series against South Africa and Bangladesh, but that was around COVID and international borders more than security fears. But in September, both New Zealand and England pulled out of their tours to Pakistan over security concerns and player welfare. Hockley says there's a really strong intent for Australia to play in Pakistan. So that one's happening in March, but on Friday, Australia and Pakistan play in the T20 World Cup semifinals. So it might be a bit of a preview, Gavs. I'll put a link to the full tour schedule in the show notes. We're heading to New York now because an Aussie has made a bit of history over there. Madison De Rosario won the women's wheelchair race at the New York Marathon, and she's the first Australian woman to do it in any category. Yeah, and she broke a few records on Sunday in New York doing it, Fez. You might remember Di Rosario won the women's wheelchair marathon at the Tokyo Paralympics this year as well, which means that she's the first person to win Paralympic gold and the New York marathon in the same year. She finished the race in a time of 1 hour, 51 minutes and 1 second, which was more than 3 minutes ahead of second place. Di Rosario, she's 27 and she won the Boston Marathon back in 2018, but she said after the race that she's never been consistent by backing up after good performances. But she says the win in New York is the result of two years of training hard at home because of COVID, and she now has two major titles this year to show for it. De Rosario also said she didn't decide to travel to New York until about two weeks ago when New South Wales opened up its borders to returning residents. I'll put a link to all the winners in the episode notes. 
Let's talk motor racing now because Red Bull driver Max Verstappen is getting closer to his first Formula One Drivers' Championship. He won yesterday's race in Mexico after a mix-up on the very first corner. Yeah, he's getting close now and it has been a long wait for the Red Bull team who haven't won the title since Sebastian Vettel finished on top way back in 2013. But the drought could be over after Verstappen moved 19 points clear of Lewis Hamilton who finished second in Mexico. Now, the big move in this race came on the very first turn when Valtteri Bottas in pole position clipped Aussie Daniel Ricciardo, which allowed Verstappen to pass him on the inside. Bottas finished back in 15th and Ricciardo in 12th after the incident. Verstappen, he didn't look back and he won by nearly 17 seconds for his third win in Mexico. And it was a historic day for his Red Bull teammate Sergio Perez, who finished third and became the first driver from Mexico to stand on the podium of his home Grand Prix. Yeah, as you said, Gabs, Verstappen is 19 points clear with four races to go. Hamilton has won the past four championships and six of the past seven, so you can't count him out just yet. That brings us to today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile Apps. Who was the last driver before Hamilton to win the F1 title? Got a clue for us, Gabs? Yeah, well, we've already said how tight this race is going to be for the title, but this guy's name is an anagram of boring score. Gabs, that is one of your absolute (laughs) best. Uh, Find out the answer at the end of today's show. It's been a week since Very Elegant won the Melbourne Cup. Those lucky enough to have some money on her won't have forgotten that one. Uh, But it hasn't all been good news with one of her owners testing positive and now there are concerns it could be part of a super spreader event. Yeah, it hasn't been confirmed who it is yet, but several reports are saying the owner is Aussie Keir and that he was at the Melbourne Cup after party where three people have since tested positive. There were more than 100 people at that party, which included two jockeys, other owners, and some big wigs of the racing world. Now, both jockeys did continue racing that week, riding at both Oaks Day on Thursday and Stakes Day on the Saturday at Flemington, and one has reportedly returned home to Sydney. Two people at the Melbourne Cup Carnival have tested positive, a contractor and a patron. Both were vaccinated and are not thought to be linked, but this is a big deal because even though the Cup Carnival is over for 2021, the racing season continues. Yep, and there's a million-dollar race called the Hunter in Newcastle this Saturday. Uh, Details are still coming through on this, so expect to hear more on this this week. Let's go to some AFL news now because there are reports that skin fold tests will be banned by clubs and recruiters ahead of this month's AFL draft. Yeah, let me just quickly explain what a skin fold test is. So basically what happens is a doctor or someone in the medical team at a club, they pinch players on a few different parts of the body to try to work out their fat content, which is why it's also called a body composition test. Recruiters say that this info is then used to educate players and to track fitness levels during the season. But the AFL says it's a form of body shaming and that it can negatively affect the mental health of young players. The AFL, they held their annual combine last month to test players' fitness with things like short sprints, long distance, time trials and vertical leaps, but skinfold tests were not conducted on anyone there. Some clubs have already criticised the decision with Essendon Bombers CEO Xavier Campbell saying that the tests are an important metric for the team's high-performance unit. The AFL draft starts on November the 24th. 
It was a special day for Green Bay Packers quarterback Jordan Love yesterday. He made his first NFL start and his mum and girlfriend were at the game in Kansas to watch it, but they were way back in the stands, like they were as far back as you could go. Uh, Yeah, there are 74,416 seats at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas, and these were literally the last row in the section that Love's mum and his girlfriend sat in. When Love's mum, Anna, and girlfriend, Renika Stone, were shown on TV, it quickly went viral with people saying that the Kansas City Chiefs put them in the worst seats possible on purpose. But... As it turns out, there were some nice seats available to the Packers, but they were given to other guests. Love was starting in this game because Aaron Rodgers was missing because of COVID, and Love's mum hasn't missed a game since he was a freshman back at college. The Packers lost the game 13 points to 7, but Love threw a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Hopefully, Fez, his mum could see from all the way up there, but they do have pretty big screens at these stadiums. Yeah, that one was one for the binoculars for sure. I put a link in the show notes to Vision showing where the seats were. Gabs, I get dizzy just watching that. Vertigo for all involved. <laughs> Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye on what's coming up. Gabs, what do you got? Yeah, a bit of breaking news out of the NBA this morning. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers star Joel Embiid has tested positive to COVID, which means he's going to miss at least the next few games. It could pave the way for Aussie Ben Simmons to make his return. He hasn't played yet this season. He hasn't, Gab, so we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, and for me, I just want to do a bit of a shout-out to May. She won the Dan Murphy's gift voucher for filling out the survey. Thanks to everybody who filled out the survey. We had lots of responses, lots of good feedback, and we're going to take all the suggestions on board. So thank you for everyone for filling out the survey. As for today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile Apps, who was the last driver not named Lewis Hamilton to win the F1 Drivers' Championship? Gabs, you said this driver's name spelled boring score, but he wasn't boring at all, was he? Who was it? No, this was a thrilling win for Nico Rosberg for Mercedes back in 2016. Nico Rosberg, the correct answer there. All right, that just about wraps it up for us today. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again tomorrow. Tomorrow.